Hi, I'm Jennifer. And I'm Matt. This podcast is your regular dose of uplifting, inspiring, and motivating, life changing tips and success strategies to help you create the wealth, health, lifestyle, passion, and prosperity for your own life that you want to create. Welcome to the Prosperity Project. Welcome to episode 36. Today we are talking about how to overhaul your finances in 2021. I'm going to open by saying we're talking about money. I think it's the most important topic that a lot of people aren't talking about. What do you think? I think that too many people don't talk about their income, Mm. their expenses. I think there's, I often there's maybe like an embarrassment. Am I Mm. earning as much as you? Am Mm. I spending my money as wisely as you? So people are ready to flaunt what they have with their money. So look at the size of my house, look at the car I've got, look at the shoes or bag or coat or whatever I have. So we're willing to flaunt things whether or not we've actually bought it in cash or in credit. (laughs) No one knows how you've purchased it, how far down the pan your finances might be. Absolutely. You know, you can be there with your, your big Audi driving down the road, but actually that could be like 40% of your monthly income <laughs> going out the door on a car. Yeah. That's fine if that's your choice. But we're all too busy, I guess, able to flaunt what we've mm, got. But mm. we don't really talk about money. We don't no, really exactly. talk about how to be either better with it or how we've struggled with it mm. or whatever else. And I think also there's, if people do talk about money, people equate it with value, right? So normal thinking is my salary is my value in the world in some way. It's not about what you can give in terms of being a person. And so if you earn more than me, well, you're more important. You And also the flip side is some people can have a lot of negative mindsets that actually that person thinks they're better than me or, you know, they, they've ripped people off. You can quickly, there's so many mindsets around money. It's crazy. Well, everyone, I think, struggles with the begrudgment of people that are doing better than them. Mm, and mm. then you start to validate whether they deserve it. Absolutely, Is this person yeah. that's in a higher paid job better than you? Mm-hmm. Are they smarter than you? Mm. Do they deserve to be in that position? Then ultimately, people that are higher up the corporate ladder than you yep. generally have either work harder, work smarter. But it's about the skill set that you bring to the absolutely, workplace. Absolutely. And being able to demonstrate that mm. and show people The thing is, you could be the smartest person in the business, Mm. but unless you've been in a position where you're able to demonstrate it, show it to people, prove your worth, Mm. you're not going to be recognized for that financially or through promotion or anything else. Absolutely. And I'll say at the top of the hour, you know, money is a tool to design life. That's what the Prosperity Project was all about, really. My introduction was through Mama Furfer, which is my YouTube channel talking about personal finance and money and things like that. And I think the more I was educated about money being a tool, well we've seen huge changes in our life in the past couple in the past short couple of years right yeah, yeah. i even want to say two or three years yeah it's like, been it's been that we've way we've really been... changed life a lot yeah. haven't we um and so the hope is that you know you can be rubbish at money rubbish at managing your money but still appear to look good like matt touched touched upon there so the podcast today as i say is how to overhaul your finances and What tends to happen every January, and this is going out in January 2021, there's two industries that will go after your attention and your money. Can you guess what those are? (laughs) Health and fitness. Health and fitness and money, obviously, because a lot of people are struggling. They've maybe put 
you know, Christmas on credit cards. They've had, now I'd like to think so many people aren't in such a bad position, hopefully with the past nine months, we've been stuck at home. So if you were still really struggling, I'd kind of hope it maybe introduced a little bit better habits. But those are the main industries that go after your time and attention right now. Also, I think that the, industries the advertising and everything else works on areas of pain for most people Mm, mm. and the two key areas of pain are health and well-being and then finance absolutely so when you're into the new year new me i'm (laughs) going to overhaul myself i'm going to be a better person a better human Mm. generally i guess maybe like alcohol and smoking often go in there as well yeah but you end up with just those couple of areas of pain points and struggle points for people that are focused on as areas to improve so mm-hmm. money happens to be one of them because an awful lot of people don't have the best relationship with mm. their finances mm-hmm. that they would like to they either spend more than they should or they're not as smart with their savings as yep. they could be yep. there's lots and lots of reasons why people aren't as good with their finances as they could be i know and this is when we're hit with the diet industry promoting every single diet under the sun for you know this will make you thin oh you don't need to you can eat whatever you want and basically tablets will burn it all away or something equivalent and then the other flip side is people saying here's a credit card for cheaper here's a way that actually you can delay payments you know spread it over three four or it's interest free it's not as bad you know there's lots of different ways to disguise bad habits really that are happening quite a lot, very common right now it's actually quite interesting when you were years ago mm. finances used to be that if you wanted something like a car yes or maybe an expensive television or whatever so credit seemed to be around when you had something for in the thousands absolutely yeah, yeah, yeah. the big items the big and now change. you find that with some of these um credit offerings you can go to a website and you can buy a top for 40 pounds yes. and be able to spread the cost i know i know so it's actually made um finance more accessible for people mm-hmm. getting that debt more accessible but the other side is at such a low point mm. that in theory if you if you don't have forty pounds for that top, mm-hmm. then you probably shouldn't be buying that top until you can afford it, rather mm. than putting it over three payments over mm. the course of time. It's it's just it's ridiculous, I guess, how credit has moved to mm. such a low level of purchase. Absolutely, to be able to instigate and trigger it. And I think it's also more socially acceptable because if you think about it, us growing up, we grew up in the eighties, nineties. I don't really recall my mum talking about credit cards or my dad, really. I knew about mortgages, but I don't really believe, like, I think they bought their cars out with cash. Like, that was just what you did. There wasn't the same finance. There wasn't I think it's the a generational loans. thing. So It's our generation. This is normal. This is like, oh, it's fine. Everyone's got a credit card. Everyone's got a mortgage. Well, also, I want it now. Absolutely. So I want the thing. I want to... and. Again, it comes back down to that, how do you want to be perceived? Mm. And a lot of people want to be be perceived as having some kind of wealth and some kind of material value. Mm -hmm. So therefore, we often furnish ourselves with things to show Mm -hmm. our wealth. But the, the, the challenge is... If you're listening to this and you're thinking to yourself, well, I've got a nice bag. Okay, that's great. But do you think that you're carrying the kind of wealth mm. that someone with that kind of bag would have mm-hmm. and the answer for some people will be no so like the car you drive is that a real representation of your income or mm-hmm. do you actually make a conscious effort to sacrifice here and there mm. in order to have the car create an appearance because mm-hmm. i would suggest that if you went into the 1980s 
that someone that was driving a nice car mm-hmm. would generally be someone that is actually got quite a senior job yep. and is earning yep. more. Yep. Whereas nowadays, someone could be working probably as a supervisor in retail yeah, yeah and yeah. be driving a very nice Audi mm-hmm. and it's presenting an image that isn't true to it's, it's, pre- it's presenting an image of their financial priorities mm-hmm, mm-hmm. not their I guess material value absolutely and I'm going to ask you at the top of this show as well I want us both to be very honest so are you ready for the question mm-hmm. So I think this will help people. I think it'll make, you know, we've all been through different financial up and down. We weren't born good with money. I certainly wasn't, you know, had to learn things. So what is the one financial decision that's had the biggest impact in your life, Matt, good and bad? So from a bad point of view, so my aunt used to run um, one of these kind of catalog companies. Oh, right. So okay. way back there was like Freeman's and yeah, Littlewoods yeah, yeah, and all yeah, these yeah, things. Yeah, yeah. So she had, and, and it's very easy, you could sign up to be basically a rep. It's kind of like nowadays, you know, the Avon reps and everything yeah, yeah, else. Yeah. So you give people the catalog, they choose what they want. Mm-hmm. These things were generally priced higher than it would cost Absolutely, in retail. Yeah, yeah. And you pay over the course of time. Yeah, over the year sometimes, isn't it? Yeah. Um, it's... I don't know how long you've had over, but anyway, it just lasts for a while. And then what you can, and then the person that's kind of running it gets a little mm-hmm, cut of the mm-hmm. whole thing. Um, and because it was my aunt, mm. then I was able to get things before I was able to really get credit. Uh-huh. So it would kind of be maybe under my, it didn't make a difference, right? right I'm right. sure it was done all properly. <laughs> but that means that I got into the habit of buying things before I had the money. Okay. And did you owe her money every week, every month? What so happened? as soon as I started earning, then I would start to give her money every month. Ah, um, right. and, and I was into technology and things even okay. way back then. So yeah. I got myself, a, rather than having a 14-inch little TV, okay. in, instead I got myself like a 28-inch TV. Ooh. And then I got myself um, a DVD, no, yeah, yeah, DVD player. I got mm. myself a DVD player <laughs> pretty much when they first came out. Mm, mm. So I had a DVD player because I could get it from this catalog place mm-hmm. and get it now and pay later. Yep. And then that formed the habit of then at 18, I got a credit card. Yes. And yep. then that credit card got maxed out and basically stayed at its limit forever mm, know, and, and beyond its limit. So I think that those kind of early points in life from mm. 16, mm. Of being able to have things before being able to afford them Mm-mm. meant that that set me up for behaviors that lasted me for a very very long time yeah, and yeah. being used to just paying out to mm. debt mm. each month mm. as, as part of my usual outgoings yeah no and what about your best so that's obviously one of the things that you think was probably one of the the downside decisions you made what was your best financial decision I put you on the spot, Aaron. <laughs> you should have looked at the show notes. <laughs> no, I've, I've looked at the show notes, but the thing is, my best financial decision actually is probably just stepping back and, <laughs> and saying, you know what, you're better at this. Okay. So okay. I'm I'm going to not do the things that I used to do with money and actually have someone as a middleman between me and money i know but i'm i'm not that effective you still you still get to enjoy yourself <laughs> I, I get to enjoy myself but also there's a cap and a limitation on it within reason right so therefore i feel that that works for me getting out of debt see the thing mm. is you drove that whole journey oh so yeah, i can't yeah. sit back I'm and determined. say oh the best thing that i've ever had with money is getting out of debt mm. because ultimately i didn't do that oh so here's a question then do you feel that you'll you've learned the better habits then even though it was a joint effort to get out of debt 
I'm absolutely aware of the better habits and yeah, would yeah, perform better you, habits. You could do it though on your own, is what I'm asking. I, I wouldn't be in a position where I would be racking up debt yeah. and all sorts again. Would I be as good as you are? Probably not. <laughs> but I well, that's why we're a team. That's why we're a but team. But I definitely wouldn't be maxing out credit card after credit card or anything even close to that. Okay. So yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't be wanting to accrue interest mm-hmm. on cards or anything. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's that's my. The problem is that when you've had a habit of, I want this thing, so I'm going to have this thing whether mm. I've got the money or not, and you've had it for probably 20 years of your life mm, or I something know. like that. Yeah, it's like breaking bad eating habits. It, is, it becomes how you live and breathe, isn't it? Exactly. And, and also the triggered behavior at the beginning mm. was because coming from a poorer background, not being able to have things, yeah, yeah, the yeah. moment you're able to actually have things... Yeah, yeah. It's a big difference. Mm-hmm. So therefore, you get that high, especially when you've seen people around you mm. being able to have things, then to suddenly be in a position where you can choose to have them yourself. Yep, you don't actually mind about the outcome. You just, you can have it. It's yeah, somebody exactly. saying, there you go, there's, there's money, you can have it. Yeah. So 16, well, I guess if you ignore the early years, but mm. at least 10 years mm. of being able to say to yourself, right, all these people have than this or that or you know nice trainers mm, so mm. other people are maybe wearing adidas or nike and i'm there in gola at best yeah. so being able to be in a position where suddenly i can have some things mm-hmm, whether mm-hmm. or not the money's there or not it doesn't make a difference i can have them i can make it happen mm-hmm. so it takes a while to get out of that habit mm. and also just those i guess feelings that you had as a child and everything else and yeah. overriding those as you get bigger absolutely so what about you so do you want my worst financial decision? Yeah. Um, worst financial decision? It would probably be, before we started out this journey, getting a car on finance. So when we when we got together, we, we needed a bigger car because I was due Nathan and all that kind of stuff and, and mm-hmm. various different things. Um, and actually, before we go on, what I will say is both of us have been married previously, right? So I know a lot of people might also wonder about those scenarios. Yep. And from two people who have gone through divorces and settlements and all that, actually, some of the time, those don't end up breaking you. Like, it's always a situation that they can you know, almost disrupt your financial situation that you've built up because people want certain parts or, you know, there's costs. And actually, reflection on that as a circumstance, I think although it left me probably in the worst financial situation I've ever been in, like I had built up quite a number of savings and all that kind of stuff, I'm glad for it. You know how the flip is sometimes not, you lose money and actually... It's a benefit mm-hmm. in your life and things like that. So that being said, just in case that, that helps someone who's going through that um, right now, I just felt inspired to say that. So worst decision was getting a car on finance. And the reason is because it then turned into not just that car, then like a couple of years down the line, the finance wasn't paid off on that car. So you're then carrying over finance so we, deals and then get yeah. another one we, we were doing the, the pcp deals which yep. means that you're signed up generally for about three years mm. and then you either have to give some money to own the car or you yes. can hand the car back Absolutely. that's the way a lot of people do their finances for new cars mm-hmm. um, but also it's probably the most popular way of doing finance on cars Absolutely. anyway so well that's how they make their money <laughs> because of that you end up three years later with a car that's not paid off and mm-hmm. you've got to find the rest of the money for it or you need to give the car back yes, and then you end up with no car at all. Um, and the way they sweeten the deal is actually you end up with that car being worth enough 
to give you a deposit yes. for the next and one. Hope. The and easiest hope. way of doing the PCP thing really is you say to yourself, right, I'm going to budget for an amount of money. Mm-hmm, Let's say mm-hmm. £300. So you say, I'm going to spend £300 on a car each month. And then you end up carrying that on for yep. basically the rest of your days until you do something until differently. Because every three years, you give back the car. You probably get another one similar, yep. maybe a slight upgrade to what you've had. And you keep paying. And ultimately, that's what we did. We paid for one car. Mm-hmm. And we paid for it over three years. Yes. And then at the end of that term, we gave back that car and got another one. And I think we did that over the thing was two it was, or three cars yeah it was definitely and we only had the cars for a little time period as well but what it was the first time you get a deal you look at the price per month and you go oh that's not so bad but then it seemed like every subsequent you know decision it would never get as low as that you know it would always be oh well now it has to go up another 50 pounds or anyway the the, the exit of the story is that's um, the second thing that we paid off, we paid off our cars completely, both cars. So our cars are completely out of cash. We yep. paid out of those finance deals. I'm never buying a car on finance okay? <laughs> because no. the interest rates were crazy. So that's been actually the worst decision. But flip side is, remember, everything bad always has a good. And it's taught me why I don't want to get into deals of that nature because they're never in my favour. They're the other company who are then getting more and more money from me every single one. So that's my worst. My best, oh, best decision was paying off your debt and learning about money full stop. Because actually, if if we hadn't had your situation with all the consumer debt when we met, I wouldn't be here. I wouldn't be teaching people about money and inv- like I wouldn't have this now as my calling, as my passion. Yeah, we wouldn't be my... doing any of this if no, it wasn't for starting exactly. off with a pain point. Ultimately, what you have often in life is a pain point. Mm-hmm. You can resolve it if you choose to. And if you do resolve it, then you become someone that's gained knowledge mm-hmm, exactly. on how to resolve it, what you can do, how it might feel. And then you can also realize, especially when you're in some of these key areas, whether it's weight loss, finance, whatever it happens to be, that a lot of people have the same struggles. And actually, you can be a voice of knowledge and education and sharing what you're learning. Absolutely. um, Which provides a lot of value in this house. Absolutely. So I thought that would be really good to, before we dive into some practical things you can do to overhaul your finance, to give our views. So I'd love to know, actually, if you want to reach out to us at the Prosperity Project at mamafurfur.com, you can email us with your best and worst financial decisions from the past that you're learning. That would be super cool to hear from you. So let me give you and Matt give you some practical advice then to overhaul your finances. Our background is we had £24,000 worth of consumer debt. We had car loans probably worth I'm going to say about 20,000 in total yeah, we, should we go with that yeah we didn't have um crazy fancy cars two cars two cars two fi- like decent cars yeah. so about 20,000 pounds of that and then obviously we still have a mortgage at the moment but our goal is that that will be gone fairly quickly so if we've got those avenues of paying off debt and also we invest as a family regularly we're investing in index funds and trackers and individual stocks and shares we invest in our business so I think we're doing Doing all the habits that I teach, basically, you know, about smarter money habits. So what have we learned that could really help you? Well, the first thing I would say, I call this my money MOT, 
because like the start of the year 2021 we have to take our health and our money and our energy seriously okay I want you to have the year of prosperity ahead of you I'd want that for absolutely everyone listening and so we're going to have to get dirty with our money we're going to have to look at this so that it can fuel your life moving forward the way you want it so the the first thing in this money MOT giving it a little tune up would be you've got to know what's coming in and out of your financial situation okay it's not sexy I know but we're talking about the b words so I think what you need to do when you're looking at your money is don't kid yourself no <laughs> look at your bank look at your receipts and actually see what you're spending because so many people and I did it way 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 back when mm. I was trying to budget and I say budget really just look at where the money's going yeah. you say oh food yeah, probably spend about £50 a week on food. Yeah. And, and that you don't was, realize maybe £100 or something. That was plucked from the air. And, and also yeah. assuming that you're suddenly going to change maybe your habits of what you're doing. And it just isn't realistic. Yeah. The first step is before you worry about all of what you're going to do next, the first step is to really be honest and say, mm-hmm, right, how much mm-hmm. do I spend on takeaways a week? realistically Mm -hmm. how much do I spend on food how much do I spend on fuel now you might find that some things are less at the moment due to the whole lockdown situation and maybe not traveling to work as much but it's worth going back and saying right well what's a lockdown number and what's a post lockdown number and understanding but really don't guess don't give Mm. this kind of hopeful thought of well if I was better with my food then I could spend 50 pound a week but at Mm -hmm. the moment I'm spending 100 no Put down 100 at first yep, and then you can worry in subsequent steps what you might do to that. Absolutely. And I say with that B word budget I'm talking about, you know, you have to sit down and write one on paper, on spreadsheet, whatever you need to do. You have to actually know what's coming in. And as Matt said, what are going out? You know, what are some of the main areas that your money is being spent on? What are the habits that you have with your money? And I call this really the four pillars with your budget. What are you spending? And you should be spending money, people. Do not hoard it. It's not meant to be hoarded. You should be spending on things that are important to you and add value and allow you to have the best quality of life. You should be saving, saving with a strategy, a goal in mind. So that could be any money goals that you have paying off debt, emergency, new opportunity fund, Christmas, birthdays, traveling, whatever you get to decide. I'm also going to say investing in your futures, vitally important. So that means pension, investment ISAs, investments, investing in your knowledge and your skill set. That's your value to the market. And the fourth pillar is giving. Okay, that's why I think that I'm different from a lot of gurus out there. They miss out this part. The giving section, and we, Matt and I talk about this a lot, is because it's the complete circle of money. As somebody's given us that money, and in, you know, in terms of our talents and services, you you can then do so much good by sending it out, giving it to someone else with purpose, with thought, with direction. Even if it's one pound, if it's 10%, if it's 20% of your income, that's for you to decide. So that's the first thing. The next thing I want you to do in this MOT is go through all your outgoing amounts and treat them as if you're at war with keeping that money to go to better places. So that means anything that you are sending money to, that spending column, that spending pillar we talked about, your mortgage, your gas and electricity, your council tax, the sky payment, the gym membership, 
Treat it as if you want that money to be as small as possible so that then you can put it to better places that can make even more of an impact as well. So, you know, talking about mortgage payment, well, you probably couldn't haggle with the bank, but actually maybe you're in standard variable rate and you haven't moved yourself to a fixed rate for a couple of years. Super simple, takes 10 minutes to do that. If you're with Sky TV, do you actually need it? You know, could you give it up? Or can you get on the phone very quickly and haggle? I love a good haggle. It's a Scottish, well, it's a Scottish out of me as well. well Haggle's of, great. Most of these companies are set up for you to be able to give them a call mm. and they ultimately want to retain you. Yes. So the whole point is you say, I'm going to leave mm-hmm. and actually be quite firm with it. Absolutely. Like what you've got to say to yourself is how much is this service worth to me? Because remember, if they switch off your Sky TV, you still have all of the free view channels available within your Sky Dish and Sky Box and everything else. So you can still watch all of your usual BBCs and food channels and all kinds of stuff mm-hmm. like that. So realistically ask yourself, how much do you need these things? And then just say, I'm going to leave. And often they'll just transfer you straight to retentions and then you can discuss a deal. Mm-hmm. And then you need to work out, well, do I want the deal? Or am I actually better off? Like, how much do I actually watch Mm -hmm, this mm -hmm. or that? And am I killing a lot of my time Mm -hmm. because I've got it? So you used to have it where you used to watch a lot of the Kardashians way back. And actually, we found that, A, you weren't feeling particularly uplifted by it. No, it was just kind of background noise, wasn't it? And it was also sapping some of your time here and there. Mm. So it was a benefit because, A, we got rid of Sky, which meant that we were saving money. Mm -hmm. But also, you got some of your time back. Absolutely. So there was a benefit all around. Um, When you're looking at your gas and electricity, within reason, you know, some companies are a bit more ethical. Some people Mm. use renewable power or not. But ultimately, just go around and find a cheaper deal. Mm -hmm. With your mobile phone. Do you really need to be spending £70 a month on your Mm, phone bill? mm. Do you need that newest phone? Or is it maybe smart for you to try and run your phone for a couple of years and try to get yourself to a lower contract? And also, this is the area where you'd say to yourself, right, what am I spending on food? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So, yes, I have been spending £100 on food a week. And yes, I've been having four takeaways a week as well. (laughs) I don't know how I'm spending so much on food, but let's go with it. (laughs) So how can I cut down on those spends? What can I do to tweak my behaviours and my habits Mm. to reduce it? But again, what you do is you try and be realistic. You don't say, oh, I was spending £100. Now I'm going to spend £30 because that's not likely to be realistic. Ultimately, what you need to do is you need to say to yourself, a budget needs to be something that you can adhere to. Mm -hmm. If you're going over budget in any area frequently, Mm. then your numbers are wrong. Exactly. Yep. And that's that's the challenge I think that some Mm. people have when they're setting budgets, especially for things like food Mm -hmm. and other things that might be variable. You often have this kind of wishful thinking number. But ultimately, if you can't get to that number each Mm, week, if mm. you're struggling for it, then the number is wrong. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So rather than keep trying to force yourself and then feel like you're a failure, actually just change the number. So you can't get to £50, (laughs) but maybe you can get to £70. So fine, £70 is your new budget. So either you have less money to go elsewhere or you've got to find £20 from one of the other areas that you're spending money out the way. But either way, you need to make it achievable, sustainable, so that on your average month, your budget matches what happened. Mm-hmm. Your budget and your actual are pretty much exactly the same. Mm-hmm, and once you get to that point, then you're in control of your money. Absolutely. And so the next thing in this MOT, we called it out, you know, phone up companies. They want your business. Phone them up and have conversations. You can save a huge amount of money just by having it. And equally, if you've got debt repayments, 
So you don't need to be in dire straits. You don't need to be missing your payments to have a conversation. You can actually phone your bank and ask for them to take off charges, you know, like some um, ultimate accounts and things like that. You can haggle with that as well, you know, or if you've got overdraft fees and things like that, you can have discussions and save yourself a lot of money by just talking to someone Don't not, or chat online or whatever you need to do. But that, that half an hour action, you can save hundreds very quickly. The other thing you can do especially if you've got debt is you can potentially move your debt to a better deal now the challenge with this is if you are not correcting your behaviors as far as racking up debt then freeing up a card and putting it onto a brand new card Mm -hmm, means mm -hmm. that you have an amount of credit now available to you and if you're not very good at disciplining yourself then you'll end up potentially with two cards with money on it exactly so if you're not in a place where you can manage your spending then it's probably not a great idea But if you're in a place where you're trying to actually whittle down your debt and you're being more disciplined and more focused, then it is worth taking a look at the interest rates that you're paying. Mm -hmm. If you've got a credit card and it's just a standard credit card and you're paying it off, your interest rate is likely to be somewhere close to 20%. Mm -hmm. You can easily go for a 0% fee card Mm -hmm. um, where you can transfer your money across, it accrues no interest, and normally these are going for 18 months to two years of interest free, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. which will save you significant money. I know they um, often charge you like a transfer fee up front, but it's significantly less mm. than what you pay in interest. The other option is if you've got multiple cards, you can get a personal loan. Mm-hmm, and again, mm-hmm. those are normally at a significantly lower rate. You can get um, personal loans at about somewhere between three and four and a half percent. Um, sometimes you can go a bit lower, but that three to four and a half percent is significantly better than twenty percent on a credit card. Absolutely. And you can probably roll a couple of credit cards into one loan. The great thing about that as well is that you have an end date. Yep. Yep. So yep. unlike a credit card where you could be paying for the next forty years if you start to a minimum payment only, mm-hmm. with a loan you have an end date, you have a debt free date if yes. you wanted to aim that. So the same as for any companies, look at any debts you've got and work out if there's a better way that you can manage them Mm. but also make sure that it works with your mindset do not free up a card just to then be in a position where you're going to refill it again because you end up doubling your debt and that's not what you want it's not worth it and the next thing is we've touched upon this create a goals-based budget there's a lot of systems out there which are do this do this do this do this do this you've got to make personal finance personal okay there's bad advice there's stuff you shouldn't do bad habits but you have to make this money it's come into your life for a reason use it to do the next things that you want to do your goals so i would say pick maybe one maybe two three goals at the most for the next year ahead even the next quarter ahead and write those in your budget give them a money value if you want to pay off debt set up a debt snowball a debt avalanche plan you can do the calculations we've got a spreadsheet um, called the money stacks method that you can get off my etsy store the mama for fritzy store that that does all the calculations for you but you know pick a goal and put it in your budget if you want to start investing write it down if you want to start giving if you want to start you know home improvements this is for nobody else to decide what matters to you pick it and put it in your budget it's time to start using your money this year to design life that you want to lead and then that comes on to the next point which is really out this MOT write down the money habits the money muscles that you want to go stronger did you like that that money muscles money muscles think about biceps here so I see this a lot on my YouTube channel and comments oh you know how much do I need to start investing oh you know is now the right time the best time to plant a tree was 20 years ago the second best time is today 
So the whole point is if you want to be an investor, if you want to be someone who gives 10% of your money away, if you want to be someone who saves 10% of your money or pays off their mortgage, start today. This is all you have right in this moment and it takes two seconds to, to you know set up a savings pot on your phone and move across a pound. Boom, do that. Just repeat. Just repeat and get used to it, especially with investing and giving. These are two muscles that will not be easy for people. And so the sooner you start, what will happen is the more comfortable you become over longer time. So put those money muscles into your spending in 2021 and get stronger. Yeah, absolutely. I think that it's very difficult to do some of these things. Sometimes we give ourselves the mindset that says, oh, what I've got to invest or what I've got to give is not enough. Mm -hmm. So therefore it's not worth it. It's not worth it, yeah. But actually you need to. Mm -hmm. You need to do these things really early because imagine that you came into a 20 million pound lottery win. Mm -hmm. What a chance of you picking up 2 million of it and giving it out the door. That would be tough if you'd never done that before. If you've never done it, you're not going to do that. You're not going to say, you know what, yep, I'll start to give 10% now. Because actually the pain point of giving away 2 million pounds is is massive. Mm-hmm. Whereas if you're giving away two pounds or 20 pounds or whatever it happens to be, mm-hmm. that is easier to do because it's a smaller sum of money. Mm-hmm. And then as you gradually, hopefully over the course of time, you get promotions at work, you mm-hmm. find more sources of income, whatever it happens to be, as your value becomes more, mm-hmm. then you're already used to giving. So that 20 pounds being 24 pounds, mm-hmm. no big deal. That 20 pounds being 35 pounds, yep. no big deal. That yep. 35 being 50, no big deal. And then you get to the point where a couple of hundred pounds mm-hmm. is not a big deal because mm-hmm. you've built yourself up to it. Yep. Yep. And then a couple of thousand pounds, not a big deal because you built yourself up to yep. it. And the same applies to investing because you're putting this money somewhere and you're not really getting anything back from it. And that's... Mm. That, I think, is the challenge in our culture of spending money and mm. materiality. You kind of want a return for your payment oh, yeah, immediately. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Everyone exactly. wants a quick turnaround, a quick win. If I'm sending money out the door, I want to get something back that makes me feel good. Mm-hmm. So with mm-hmm. investing and giving, you don't have that immediate thing. Yep. So it's a challenge for people to be able to do. But if you start early, you start small when you think, oh, I don't really have enough. Mm. That's actually the right time because then you're used to it as your income sources grow and develop Absolutely. and you just you yeah that muscle that memory yeah. that behavior that habit is already there absolutely the next thing is set yourself a money challenge i love these these are savings challenges so we talked about money muscles this is another one there's tons of these out online and you can pick your own but there's the one pen saving chat challenge which every single week um, and every single day you basically put a penny and then on the 2nd of January you put two pence and then three pence on the 3rd of January you go all the way up to you know December 31st and you put away 365 pence which is £3.65 or whatever and the whole point is you can actually gain or you can put aside quite a chunk of money I think about five or six hundred pounds if my math serves me correctly so that's one way that you could do a little challenge make it super easy you could decide that you're going to put away 20 pounds every single week out of your paycheck move it across even better make it a standing order goes to your savings you could do that and the other thing is we've been gifted with lockdown right now in the UK that means we can't go anywhere so maybe this is the perfect time that everything you normally have in your budget 
you're moving to your savings or your investments or your giving. You know, all these little, a money challenge, that would be a nice little fun thing to do. Absolutely. And, and that goes against the point, I guess, earlier where you're saying, have your goals that you're looking for. Mm. So in an ideal world, you'd have a budget. And if you got debt, you put your minimum payments in the budget as mm. a starting point. Absolutely. Then hopefully you have a surplus. I hope that you have a surplus. And if you don't, then hopefully you can tweak things so you end up with a surplus. And the question is, where's that surplus going? Mm. That then dictates your priority. So if you mm. want to get out of debt, mm. then ideally most or all of the surplus would go towards that debt. Absolutely. If you want to go on lots of holidays, mm. then you'd hope that those would go into holiday funds. So these challenges mm. should, I think, align with what you're trying to do as far as your habits and behaviors and your priorities. Um, also, you need to think to yourself, right, I used to go to work and I used to go to Costa twice a day. Yes. Well, how much was that costing you? Mm. And you no longer have that. So that's an easy money challenge to yep. say, I'm going to put that cost of money mm -hmm. into a pot, which is going to go towards one of my priorities. Yep. Yep. The same as if you um, change a habit and you say, I'm not going to drink anymore. I'm not going to smoke anymore, whatever. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Give yourself an upside mm, for that change mm. in habit. So rather than just have the pain of, I'm not going to drink three bottles of wine in a week, mm -hmm, instead mm -hmm. say, right, well, that used to cost me X money. Mm -hmm. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to put that money towards something where I actually feel like I'm getting value, not just from the health and well-being from changing the bad habit, mm -hmm. but I'm going to put it to somewhere that actually is going to make a difference to me so I get a real double upside from it yeah absolutely and then the other thing is matt's just kind of touched upon this a little bit but do those auto habits that you've maybe previously been doing you can do that with your money as well so if you're automatically going and getting the cup of tea or coffee at work why not set it up so your money does the habits automatically so you can we do a lot of stuff on the first of the month in our account so the first of the month all the bills come out boom essentials everyone gets paid that wants money and i do the same with our investments i move across our giving money and then we decide we have a discussion about where it's going to go um as i say savings is also the first of the month so the things are important to us boom 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 and then the great thing is see from the second of the month roughly all the rest of the money that's left over is then for living we can do whatever we want Absolutely. with it food travel you know if we need clothes whatever um so i would really say if you can why not why not make money easier for yourself this year think about other ways to autopilot a lot to do with your money our money takes i'm going to even say 15 minutes a month it like, could even be less yeah. so the thing is most people have a standard amount of money that comes in standard outgoings that they have and therefore because you've got online banking, you can do standing orders and routing money to mm -hmm, this account mm -hmm. and that account. And what you should ideally do is, you, everyone's probably heard of it, you pay yourself first. Absolutely. Now, it's a cliche I, term though, isn't it? But actually in my head, it's put the money to all these places first and then whatever's left in whatever account it is, you know, you might get paid into one account and then actually have all of you spending money somewhere else. It doesn't mm -hmm, make a difference mm -hmm. how you do it. But I would set it up to auto distribute everything so then you know what you've got left. So rather than say, oh, you know what, I'll get to the end of the month and then I'll save what I've got left. The chances of you having much left are probably quite slim because mm. you get towards the end of the month and you think, oh, I've got a bit of money left. Yeah. And I could do with a new pair of trainers. Well, maybe that's just me. But <laughs> then you end up buying the trainers rather than saving. Whereas mm. if you'd said, I'm going to save at the start of the month, mm -hmm. you did that on day one, whatever it is you're going to put by then you find that towards the end of the month, if you've got enough money for that pair of trainers, then great. Mm -hmm. If you haven't, then you can roll that over to the next month and then you can get the trainers. Absolutely. And I think it's really important. The next thing for this money MOT, Matt's talking about what to do with the money you have. How about actually adding to your income? 
let's okay there's only so many things you can cut out of your budget that you're spending to keep more of your money why not adding some extra on top based on your talents and services so I actually think 2021 why not set yourself a challenge of trying to get paid in some way for the value the skill set the creative side that you have anyone can set up a business online nowadays anyone there's no excuse male female whatever your circumstance so I would I would challenge you are there ways that you could share your talents I'm not going to say it's going to replace your day job right away but you never know it could actually be the start of a passion project for you that you do actually get money from well and also not everything needs to be like crazy fulfilling or an outlet yep. if you don't yep. feel like you've got any skills or talents everyone maybe, does though <laughs> maybe you've got a bit of time yep. to kill yep. Yep. well it's very easy to sign up and be an amazon delivery driver mm-hmm. and you know what you don't need to sign up to 50 shifts a week over the course of five years you could actually sign up do one shift and decide it is for you or it's not for you. Absolutely. There's a lot of things that you can try once or twice. Some of them you'll get immediate feedback, like the Amazon delivery, yep. like being a the pizza delivery, or you know you can go to supermarkets and be a um, online shop picker and things like that. So yep. there's a lot of things that don't require much, I guess, underlying talent. Mm-hmm, it's just mm-hmm. about giving up your time for it. And that's an easy way to make a bit of money. And often you don't need to sign up long-term for these. Obviously, if you've got other skills and talents and things you want to share, whether it's, um, I guess, providing to businesses, services, or providing knowledge and information to people, what you have to understand, especially when you think about things like YouTube, podcasts, whatever it happens to be, these things will take a while before you actually get recognition as far as people watching, people being interested, and eventually potential monetization. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. those are much more of a long-term burner. Mm-hmm. But you can absolutely gain value. And the only way of knowing whether it's going to work for you is to actually try. And you have to start from, do I enjoy this? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. If you enjoy it, then in all likelihood, you can make money down the line or maybe immediately depending on what it is. If you don't enjoy it, then you're not going to stick to it. So Mm. at which point, move on, find something else. Absolutely. The final practical thing you can do to overhaul your finances is work on your money mindset. So this is something that a lot of people talk about the practical side, right? Do this, do this. this. You've got to work on your money beliefs to change your, your story with money. And actually, if I'm being honest, the amount of money that you then manage long term. If your mindset is very lack and negative and, oh, I've got to hold on to this, I can't give, I can't put it different places, I've got to keep, 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 you're going to find more and more evidence of that to support that so you'll believe that all investments will lose money you'll believe that it's hard to get a pay rise that you never get anything good in life everything's so expensive you can never afford you see very quickly you'll start to trigger experiences that actually back up what you think because the mind's incredibly important so why not for this year especially work on realigning with actually how money is money's unlimited completely unlimited they can print more money at the drop of a hat if they want it's all about your value and the services you bring in that exchange for things so maybe this year get a journal and kind of brainstorm about what do you feel about money right now and the flip side how would you like to feel about money and a great thing for this is look to people that you admire with and how they deal 
with money this works for every avenue so it's the same way that if you want to be fitter and stronger you wouldn't go to someone who maybe looks like they're not looking after their body you'd look to someone who is going to the mm-hmm. gym and eating here and also ask them okay what do you do well i i meal plan and prep a calorie count i go to the gym you'd ask them you'd find out what they think yeah. and do right and so do the same with you know your money and your budget for sure and the, the final thing that i think is important is money is organic we particularly do this with money which i'm really thankful for matt and i will often have discussions about what is right with our money just even two weeks ago i think we had a discussion about what the next plan should be with money that comes in yeah we're going to be setting our next priorities yeah and one of our goals for this year is so we're paying down the mortgage that's our our last debt if you want to call so that's a priority but we would like to replace Matt's car and the only way to do that is with cash so as a family we've created we know how much the car that we want we're going to create a bucket that's for the and and so as you know Matt and I had this discussion it was right okay well we're going to postpone putting into other savings pots as much because this is the focus and then when that's complete we'll move but and I think you should always say that this is organic. Every three to six months, really minimum, look at how you're spending, do this MOT, go through all your choices because you are allowed to change your mind. You're allowed to have new information and say, actually, that's not working for me. And so all of these steps, I truly believe you can save hundreds, if not thousands of pounds every single year. But the other thing is, it's not about saving money. It's about being more abundant, with your money overall and benefiting you your prosperity so one thing to also remember is there's you might think to yourself i'm not so good with money or i struggle to do things or everyone else can do these things look around you at the array of people that are maybe earning more than you that people that maybe are doing better financially or they have more things or whatever a lot of these people you'll probably look at and think well they're not very smart so how Mm. are they doing well The answer is that they are probably either running into debt, which is a negative thing, or they are just smarter with their money. Mm, mm. But so I look around at a lot of things and say to myself, you know what? Any idiot can do this. (laughs) I just need to put in place the actions and the behaviors in order to achieve this. Because there are people that are doing some things better than me, but they aren't better equipped Mm, in life than mm. me. So they must be doing something in order to enable them to do it. So you don't need to be super talented. You generally, with money, health, fitness, all these things, Mm. you actually just need to understand mechanisms. You need to understand how to be a little bit disciplined and focused Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and then be persistent. Absolutely. And as long as you can do that, you can do well because there's a lot of stupid people (laughs) that have a lot of money in their bank Mm -hmm. because they've just decided to do their money on day one of getting paid rather than leave it to the end and spend what they've got. Mm-hmm, exactly, exactly. So yeah, th- this has been really good fun. I'm glad we covered this topic. I like talking about money. Everyone knows that anyway. I'm inspired to maybe talk about ethical money issues we might do that in the next couple of weeks i feel good about that we'll see we'll see if you've actually got any suggestions for topics on the prosperity project this is where we like to just ask 
questions and kind of guide you about any topics that speak to you. So do send us an email. We'd love to hear from you in the show notes. And if you have enjoyed today's episode in particular, well, we've got a back catalogue, haven't we now? It's been over six months, seven months we've been making podcasts. So do please go and check those out. But I do wish you the greatest year of prosperity with your money and everything in 2021. And if you even pick one or two of the things that we've suggested for this money makeover, I know that you're going to have a great future ahead of you. So that being said, if you have enjoyed this episode, please do give it a five-star review. You can do that on whatever device that you're listening to. And please do hit subscribe. We love it when people get notifications of our latest episodes. It really is lovely to know that people are listening as they're walking or working out or whatever you're doing. So thank you so much for listening. We'll speak to you very soon.